God is good. Trust you all having a good week so far. If not, you know, this is our midweek jolt. Amen. Get a little, we'll plug in to the power source. Not to say you've been disconnected all week, but <laughs> amen. How many know there's some things we can do intentionally? I mean, I mean, we're, the Lord's always with us. He's always in us. He never leaves us. His word's always there. It's always true. The promises are good on Monday and Friday and any <laughs> weekends, right? Right. But there, are, but there are things that we can do at times. Um, I don't know that stir up that uh, uh, cause us to be more aware of what is really going on, of the real deal, the real thing. Amen. And so, and so that's what this is about here tonight. We just want to, uh, we just want to do. We want to be doers of the word. We want to act on uh, whatever the Lord leads us to do at this time. Everybody okay with that? Yes. Praise the Lord. Whatever it is, yes. whatever it is, we're just ready to just uh, let the Spirit of God do a work in us. Yes. Amen. I, I don't really believe that uh, that God is someone who's hard to get on board. Now, maybe you've known some people like that. It's, come on. <laughs> you know, or maybe you were doing a project together, and you know, it's like some people you just couldn't get to help out. It's like every five minutes they were over sitting drinking a Kool-Aid again. It's like, is, is it break time again already? <laughs> you know, this weren't really contributing much to the project. And uh, when it comes to the Lord, uh, again, I, I really believe He's ever willing. He's always able. He's always on. He doesn't need breaks. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Says, what about the Sabbath? Uh, well, he he wasn't resting because he was tired. God doesn't get tired, you know. The, when he after creation, you know what I'm talking about in Genesis. It's just because he was finished, right? <laughs> and uh, and uh, uh, but when it comes to our lives, um, uh, it, it's not hard to get the Lord to move. I, I believe I believe he's he's got a plan, and he's as we look to him and give him our attention and time. He begins to stir something inside of us. Amen. And you'll notice that as we go along, uh, that the Lord will stir things inside of you and, and uh, sometimes just remind us of things we've forgotten. <laughs> How many have forgotten more than you've ever learned? <laughs> well, I don't know if that's possible, I guess. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, just a lot of what we need and the time in which we need it, it has to do with uh, well, the Lord's just bringing back to our remembrance and bringing us back to a place uh, where we were once more aware and, and certain elements of Him, certain parts of His nature and His Word and how He moves were more real to us. Let's never go backwards. Hmm. I heard one time that uh, I think it was uh, Lester Summerall. If, I re- if I'm thinking of the right person, I, I could be wrong, but... Uh, that that he was in the car with someone and they started to back up and he said no <laughs> he said we never go back <laughs> he was a mightily used man of God if you don't know who he is he's in heaven now but uh, but I think that <laughs> that's funny I mean kind of but he's also making a point we don't ever he would he literally wouldn't let him go in reverse <laughs> he, he was like you're going around the block before you back up. <laughs> <laughs> but there's some there's some truths to learn there uh, in, in in our lives. How many understand we're not supposed to be going backwards? We're supposed to be going forward. Amen. And uh, and and I know sometimes things in the past might need to be dealt with. You know, forgiveness. You know, healing of things. But you know, it's only to the point that we leave it there, and now we go forward. All right. Always be looking for that. How many know if you you know if you're tethered to your past. You know, you think about that bungee cord. <laughs> you know, someone's tethered to the, and they're always trying to go. Everyone's passing them. Everyone's getting somewhere, but it's like, the further I go, the harder it is. You know, what, what, what do we need to do? Clip. Yeah. We need to let go of some things. Because some things in the past will always keep you from reaching forward and going into the future. And uh, I thank God that that's one of the things he specializes in. He, he really does. This card, start over. <laughs> Don't you wish you could start over? <laughs> We can. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. New start. I realize sometimes in the natural realm there's some things we've done, and people won't always let you start over. But with the Lord, He'll always let you start over. 
you know it's just like <laughs> you know it's like certain you know when I was a kid played video games uh, some you know you go to the arcade play asteroids or Donkey Kong or uh, you know or pinball or uh, you know some of those things and you had to pump you'd be pumping in the quarters you know anyone who was good at it they wasted a lot of money <laughs> and, but nowadays so much of that they, I know that stuff still exists uh, but so much of it is at home and and whenever you're at home and you if you're and I don't really play these things too much but my kids do but you know if you're playing a game and you're shooting something or whatever you're doing if you're not doing very good you, what, what do you do you just push the button <laughs> I mean you're not even finished with the game if that was a bad start I'm starting over <laughs> and it's just so easy redo <laughs> redo start over start over and uh, kind of you know that's kind of the way it is with the Lord I messed up <sighs> I'm starting over <laughs> thank you Lord the blood of Jesus was spilled so I could push reset but you pushed reset already today I know I'm doing it again <laughs> and I'm allowed I'm allowed it erases the memory you know there's no record of it you just start over someone comes in the room you still have all your lives left <laughs> so you still got full ammo you know I don't know if you need to reboot, reset, restart. Uh, go ahead if need, if need be. Yeah, yeah. Now, don't demand everyone around you that they, that they do that for you. Just because the Lord will give you a restart, you can't demand that everyone else that you've been involved with will. Right? I mean, you, you'll take it if they'll give it to you. But you can't go around saying, you know, hey, I'm a new creation. I'm, for, I'm forgiven. And uh, uh, you just need to forget about what I did to you. <laughs> No, you got to, that probably wouldn't work too well, you know. I mean, you apologize, and you let them hit the reset button. Hmm? They've got their finger on the button, and when they get ready to push it, you accept. But until then, you don't put their finger on the button. You've got to do this. You've got to do this. You've got to forgive me. You... Amen. Amen. I don't know if I hit a hot button there or not, but uh, but sometimes we know. Well, this is the way I need to be towards people. I need to forgive them. That doesn't mean you make them forgive you. That's totally up to them. It's totally up to them whether they hit the restart button. And all you can do is say, you know what? I understand if you don't. Because what I did, I don't deserve it. If you're, at, if you're mad at me for 10 years, you know, that's, I understand. Now, it doesn't mean they should, but that's between them and the Lord, right? And you've always got to let these things be up to somebody else. Amen. Now, if you're on the other side and you're the one holding the reset button, go ahead. Amen. Go ahead and let them go. Let them start over. Let them be free. Hallelujah. Amen. One thing I like about these meetings is I can just do this. I didn't know I was going to say that, but I, I know I'm helping somebody already. It's, it's, and it's not me. It's, you know, it's just the Spirit of God working through me. And we come in with no plan, just kind of, some might think, where in the world did that come from? Well, I tell you... <laughs> Um, our goal, all of our goal in these types of me is just simply to, to, to do what God wants us to do. And, and much of what takes place through me and through others is when I'm speaking or I begin to teach, um, it's done with a prophetic um, anointing to it. That means there are truths that are good all the time. It's called the B-I-B-L-E. And we can open it, we can talk about it, we can teach on it. It's good any day of the week. But sometimes God will put his finger on something and said, verse 3 tonight. What does that mean? That means tonight, verse 3. It doesn't mean verse 2 is not good tonight or verse 4 is not good tonight. They're always good, but something about verse 3 needs to be heard. All right. And, and, and so I just encourage you, uh, listen for that. And, and pay attention. Don't take it lightly. Uh, and, and expect this is already happening in this place tonight where, where answers are coming. And something the Lord has stirred in my heart uh, really over the last, I don't know, a few years back is when it really started uh, coming out of me. And, uh, but it was this. When answers come, victories are won. When answers come, victories are won. And how many know that's so much of what we need? Amen. We're trying to get it. We're trying to get it. God, do it. God, make it happen. You know, get something to happen in me. 
and often the way he does it is by we we get an answer oh i see it and when you see it you can be it right when you when you see the truth when you see the answer that's when these things can start to change in your life amen it makes a difference in our prayer life it makes a difference in parenting and in 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 marital relationships and so many things when you see it that's all of a sudden the bondage is gone there was just listen as a as you listen to the lord and there was uh, a while back a prophetic utterance that came in here and part of it was this and so it shall be said that there will be a multiplicity a multiplication of the things already experienced and then beyond into the things not yet experienced that this church shall be known as a lighthouse of glory where the presence of God shall be felt or shall be known excuse me where the presence of God shall be shown I don't know about you but I like this if you've ever experienced the presence of God to any degree, you're hooked. You really are. I mean, it's like, ha, uh, can I bag this up and take it home? <laughs> you know, can, can I have a little bit of this every day? Literally, the presence of God is always with us as believers, but there's times when it manifests in certain ways, and in uh, different times throughout the Bible, it, was, it could be seen in a cloud, um, there can be times where where people were not able to continue standing uh, sometimes uh, people come under the weight of God's presence and glory when they're being ministered to and that's just one reason sometimes why people will go out as we say under the power uh, sometimes you know it, different things can, a lot of different things really can happen uh, in the presence of of God and in his glory but it, it's one of those things that um, it's one of those things that I value. It's one of those things I consider important. It's one of the reasons we do these type of meetings uh, is not because we can't think of anything to preach on, <laughs> you know, or another series. To, there's lots of subjects, lots of good things to, if we just wanted to turn this into a straight teaching meeting, we could do that easy. And uh, But there, there's something of value that is literally the manifest presence of God the moving of his spirit and it's something that people in our day many Christians in our day um, have lost or of course new believers really just don't even know anything about it uh, and and all they know is is the moving of God through teaching um, you know through praise and worship some and and how God moves through some of those ways and and of course we all know those are just as much the Spirit of God as other things, but it's uh, too frequently just a limited picture of, of a limited scope of what God uh, really likes to do and how He wants to move in people's lives. And uh, when you experience the presence of God, you're now more not only familiar with it, but you're equipped to then bring that presence into somebody else's life. It, it so often works that way. You know, it's, it's like what the apostles said at the gate beautiful in Acts, um, Acts 3. They said, such as we have, we give to you, to the crippled man. And, uh, and, you know, and they got him healed there. I mean, no, if you don't have something, you can't give something. <laughs> that's, why, that's, that, that's why I desire in my life to have something. I mean, you know what I mean by that? Daily. To always have something to give. Not just, not, not old stale bread. Remember in the in the in the wilderness when man when God was feeding them, Israel before they came into the promised land, He fed them with manna, and they were continually given every morning they would get manna, but they weren't allowed to save it up. If they if you, if it was Wednesday and you said you know what I'm going to get a lot of exercise I don't have to get up early in the morning, and go co collect all the manna. Uh, I'm going to get a lot of extra today, put it in the freezer, and uh, well, they didn't have a freezer, but, <laughs> you know, and just save it up for tomorrow, throw it in the microwave, and, you know, get it warmed up for breakfast. 
right? <laughs> Throw a little syrup on there, and you know, no. But what they could, they couldn't do that. They were required to get fresh every day. If they saved it up, it would rot, and and, and it wouldn't be any good. Okay. How I many know there's a picture there? That's a that's a type typology. It's uh, of in the New Testament. What we need is fresh bread from heaven, fresh manna from heaven and that can be interpreted as I think words fresh words from God you know Jesus is the living bread it's kind of the idea that we never let even though your salvation doesn't get old but we never let that that walk with God become stale or I'm just living off well you know four years ago God moved in my life and it was powerful. Well, always remember that and, and, and you know, and benefit from that. I'm not saying that doesn't last, but uh, there should be a continual um, renewing and refreshing and where I'm getting something else. And, 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 and so that, that's one of the reasons that uh, I want to I have times where we just worship, not in a hurry. Sometimes, you know, sometimes when, when you're in the presence of someone, um, you know, if you're good friends with someone or you're married to someone, I mean, you know, you can be in their presence and you just you just enjoy being with them. You don't even have to talk sometimes. You don't have to have some big, deep conversation. You're just hanging out together. You're just sitting and doing sometimes nothing. <laughs> but you're doing it with someone that you really care about. And uh, and sometimes, you know what, Our sometimes our relationship with God is that way. What is it? Well, it's not time to shout. <laughs> not time to sing and dance and run and it's just time to be with him what are you guys doing nothing i mean just being together and 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 literally enjoying it Hmm. i mean if that's uncomfortable you probably don't know the person very well you know what i'm saying but you'll find out that the lord's good with this he just likes being with you Hmm. sometimes in the middle of that he'll say something really good so listen but if he doesn't say anything right, you know, it's, that's all right. I'm, I'm good. I'm good just being with him. <laughs> Amen. And so, and so the presence of God can be very real. And I find it interesting that the Lord has said something to us, to our church about this. And, uh, and he wants to move all over the world. But, he, you know, he, he said this to us. Whenever he puts his finger on something. And he says, uh, here, this is one of the things you're going to be known for, is the presence of God. I don't know about you, but I like it. I like it. I mean, I'm okay. I'm, I'm sure certainly good with people coming to our church and saying the preaching was excellent. And <laughs> but, but you know what? Honestly, uh, what I really like and is people come to our services, whether it's you who come all the time, some of you or some of you who come who might be new. And if without any prompting, of course, I'm talking about it now, so you're thinking about it, but uh, without any kind of word said... When people come back and they say, I felt the presence of God when I came in there. I'm like, I can't do that. You know, I can't just turn the switch and say, let's turn up the presence. <laughs> yeah, you know, let's just, you know, like your oven or something. Let's, let's turn it up really hot here. Presence of God. If, you, if we could, trust me. If we had a knob... We'd turn up the knob to where you come in the door, there'd be a big pile back there. <laughs> People would go, <"Bruh." laughs> It's like, oh, I couldn't stand up in there. I couldn't stand up. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever experienced, uh, you know, maybe not to that extent, but situations like that. I have at times when I've come into a church service that, um, that started and I came in a few minutes late. Don't tell anyone I was ever late. That was the only time. <laughs> don't be late <laughs> but I can remember coming in and walking literally I mean it's you would think doesn't God's presence radiate beyond the building well I, I probably can but in this situation it wasn't it was literally just in the room and uh, especially this, this one or two times that I'm thinking about I can remember coming into the room and just going wow just on the inside thinking Woo! I mean, literally, as soon as I walked in, I, I wanted to start running. I mean, it was just, I mean, that was the type of anointing, I guess, in the room. And I know that's for some, that seems like, oh, is that real? I mean, that's just psychological, isn't it? 
Listen, the presence of God is more real than that chair you're sitting on. I'm telling you, we just have become so accustomed to natural things and so oblivious to spiritual things that, uh, you know, we don't recognize that. We'll, we'll notice if we walk into the smoking section. You know, there used to be those. I guess they don't have any more. You know, and if, you're not, if you don't smoke, you walk into a smoking section and you go, hey, you know, it's like, whoo. Or if someone, you know, who walks, get, jumps in your car with you or something, and they've been smoking, it's all over their clothes, you, you immediately know it. Okay, we're in tune to things sometimes in the natural realm like that. Uh, we're living off our physical senses, but we should be that aware of things in the spirit realm. Amen. And, uh, and, 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 and again, I just want to just bring this out. The Lord told us this. He said, my presence is something that's key. It's a, it's a key characteristic and identifier of, what's, of what I'm doing in this place. I like that. Amen. No matter how good of a show we can put on, you know, and get the props and get the graphics and get the lights and get, uh, you know, a lot of stuff going and, and nothing wrong with some of that. But, you know, you could do some of that without the presence of God. And uh, I'm never willing to sacrifice. Not to say you can't have, you know, both, but I'm saying the presence of God is just like so much more important to me. And that's why we come in here on some of these believers meetings and we just... Say, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You're here. <laughs> Listen, the moment you and I begin to acknowledge God's presence is when the water table starts to rise. It re- when we acknowledge him, he says, hi. Because he's always there. He's always in our lives. And he was in the building before we got here because <laughs> he's omnipresent. But the moment we come in and say, uh, "Lord, you're here. Thank you, Lord." Oh yeah, now he now he's got our he's got our attention. We've got his attention. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, now things are beginning to to be stirred up. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Isn't God good? Say it out loud. He's here. He's here. He's in this room. He's in my life. He's in this church. His very, presence. His very presence. It's here right now. Moving in me. Working in me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, whenever the Lord speaks to you, whenever the Lord talks to you, it, uh, it's one thing for God to say something. It's another thing for you to say it. Someone said, well, which is more important? Well, they're both key. Whenever the Lord says something acknowledge it by saying yes Lord <laughs> yes Lord I received that yes Lord that's true we don't want to be like uh, uh, who was it Zacharias uh, when the angel appeared to Zacharias remember standing on the right side of the altar and uh, and told him about John who later became the Baptist remember uh, <laughs> you didn't know he was a Baptist did you I know I used that joke recently, so it's probably not good anymore. <laughs> uh, but the angel appeared to him and told him about him, that, you know, about his son, and and he immediately questioned, "How can this be? You know, how's it? How in the world is this going to happen? You know?" And he was questioning in unbelief, and the angel of the Lord, of, of course, kind of got on his case. <laughs> he said, "I stand in the presence of God. I'm here speaking on His behalf." he wasn't happy with that he questioned it the right thing to do you know is the response that Mary gave when she was told about something pretty out there (laughs) come back (laughs) and she said be it unto me according to your word be it unto me and that's what that's how we want to respond to the Lord you know when you're when you're sitting here and the Lord ministers something to your heart you know whether you just respond internally or at some point, you you say, Lord, yeah, 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 be it unto me according to your word. Why? You, you, you embrace it. You accept it. It becomes activated in you when you begin to acknowledge it. Say it out loud. God is working. He's working in me. He's bringing me up. He's working it, working it in me. His plan. His purpose. It's working in my life.
In Jesus' name. Just say this out loud with me, as you, as you can, as your heart can agree. Just say, in the name of Jesus, I break poverty off of my life. I resist every spirit of lack in Jesus' name. And I receive the abundance of God's favor, His blessing, financial provision. In my life. Oh, thank you, Lord. Got a note of victory on that one. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Just right on the inside, your heart gets glad when you when you grab something. You grab a hold of something from the Lord, your heart will get glad. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, God is so good. Praise God. Amen, amen, amen. Let me read something here. You can read it with me if you want, or... Uh, it's in uh, maybe I'll read two things. Leviticus 10. Remember the Old Testament? We're still good with the Old Testament, aren't we? I didn't ruin you this over this last series, did I? <laughs> we still love the Old Testament, all right? We see Jesus concealed in the Old Testament, you know, revealed in the New Testament. Leviticus 10, in verse 1, it says, Then Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer and put fire into it, put incense on it, and offered profane fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. So fire went out from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. And Moses said to Aaron, This is what the Lord spoke, saying, By those who come near me, I must be regarded as what? Holy. And before all the people, I must be glorified. Notice the language there, by those who come where? Near me. See, we're not, we're not really in danger here. If you do the wrong thing at the wrong time, that you're going to get, fire's going to come down, eat you up in your seat. Uh, uh, thank God we have the covenant of, of grace and the blood of Jesus spilled for us. But this still does show us the appropriate way to, to, to come before the Lord, doesn't it? it? It shows us what would be what would be right, what would be the correct way to approach Him. He said, if you want to come near me, when you come into my presence, you must regard me uh, as holy. Amen. There is a reverence. There is a holiness that we come and we go, oh, God, this is awesome. This is amazing. Amen. By those who come, by those who uh, get real close, that's the attitude that they have. It's never the flippant, ah, whatever, I don't care. You know, that person isn't the one that experiences the full manifestation of God's glory and presence. But it, it, are, it, it is those who have respect for what they're getting into. It is those who regard Him, His word, everything he says, everything he's about, and we say, this is a big deal here. <laughs> this is like, wow, this is a major thing that I can come before him. Uh, and he said, by all the people, he must be glorified. And we understand that's why we frequently will begin a service, by glorifying the Lord. That's the correct way to approach him. Hmm? It is. It's the correct way to approach Him. I tell you what, the more we know this, the more it will help us uh, to walk closely with Him. That even if there are times when you have needs, even if there are times when you have questions, uh, I want to say grievances, but you know, we know that the Lord's not at fault. But I mean, people come to Him with various things. Since we know this, let this be the first step, always. When you go to Him, I mean, don't make it a, a law, a rule, a, you know, just a regulation, but a principle, a practice. Whenever you go before Him, it's not, Lord, I need such and such. No, it's, Lord, I glorify You. You are God. You are awesome. You are the Mighty One, loving and faithful and true. And, and just begin to glorify Him glorify Him glorify Him 
remember hearing a story one time of a woman, I believe she was a, a missionary, and she was having some physical health problems, and, uh, and she was struggling and not getting her healing, and, and she, had a, she had a vision of the old-fashioned scales, and uh, what she saw uh, was that her requests were weighing down here, and her praise was not much. And what the Lord was showing her is that when your praise balances out those requests, you'll see those things happening in your life. And so she began to stop asking for stuff and just start praising God. Start praising God. And, uh, you know, I think most time if a person would, in their prayer life, again, don't make, uh, you know, don't take these things as overstated, but learn from the example. But if someone's going to pray for 10 minutes, I think they would have a lot of success if they would praise for nine. You know what I'm talking about? Too many times we say, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, praise you, Lord. Now let's get on to business and really get some prayer done. (laughs) No, the glorifying of the Lord is doing business. I tell you what, that's that's when His presence can oftentimes be so much more in manifestation. And listen... I can hardly finish a thought here because the next one comes. But <laughs> I, I know this experientially that that you can get sometimes in in sports they'll call it they get in the zone. You know you'll see a basketball player get so hot <laughs> and they can just they can just shoot from anywhere on the court and they'll you know they're just everything's going in they're just they're in the zone and sometimes with the anointing and the presence of god literally uh, it feels like okay we're there it's not like you weren't with the lord before but you get into a place where everything is so easy I've gotten into that place a few times, and it can be different anointings, but where I was in a group, and I, I could prophesy to every single person. Now, you don't see that happen a lot, but I'm not saying we're not going to have some of those. You know, you just don't manufacture, but there's, time, there's a time when you can get into a, into a zone. It's like, okay, here we go. This is easy now. I can just see this, I see this, I see this, and, and I recognize this. And, uh, and there's, there, there's times when it just becomes so easy. And, and again, I think we, we, the, the way we lead into this is simply glorifying God. We glorify God. I don't believe we're wasting our time. <laughs> and and I, don't, I don't believe it's just, you know, when we worship and we praise Him that it's just kind of preliminary to get to the good stuff. No, in that is God's God's presence. And that's not to say the presence of God doesn't manifest while doing other things. It does, but these scriptures are there, are there for a reason. We're there to learn from their example. And in their day, they came with profane fire. They came doing it the wrong way. They didn't honor and respect God's methods and His ways. And they became Krispy Kremes, right? And, uh, and, and in, in, in our day, we still recognize that God is holy and He loves us, and, and He's not going to hurt us, not going to harm us, but we still go in the same way. Lord, I glorify You. Lord, I praise You. Lord, I magnify You. You're so good. And if I end up doing that and get, just getting caught up and getting, getting lost in that, that's okay. Amen. I don't know if you've ever had this where you've... Uh, I've, ha- I've had this happen a, a couple times. It's been a long time because it was when I was single. Um but I'd be by myself more and I'd be in my house and getting ready to eat instead of just, you know, thank you, Lord, call this food blessed. And, you know, you give thanks according to the word and prayer as the Bible says it's sanctified that way. Uh, But because no one else is waiting on you, (laughs) you just start saying, thank you, Lord, praise God. Woo, glory to God. You forget about the food. (laughs) I don't mean it happened often because I was hungry, but, you know, but I found myself sometimes when I could, you know, and I'm not, there's not other people. Just 15, 20 minutes later. Okay, let's eat. All right, let's warm this thing back up again. <laughs> but it was worth it. I mean, no one else is there. You're just, you just get caught up in God is 
awesome. I just love to be in His presence. I just glorify Him. Amen, amen. Let's go to another one. Uh, it's Deuteronomy um, 20, no, 19. Deuteronomy 19. No, not Deuteronomy. Why did I say that? First Samuel 19. I'm looking at it, calling it Deuteronomy. I guess that was Deuteronomy. <laughs> <laughs> that's Hebrew for my bad <laughs> First Samuel 19 we're talking just a little bit about God's presence here tonight and, and, and his anointing and uh, uh, some of you might recall the history here Saul was the first king of Israel Okay, and uh, he kind of turned into a bad guy, wasn't doing right. David was his successor. He had been anointed king in Saul's place. Saul didn't like David, tried to kill him a lot. Okay, that's, that's one verse out of a bunch of chapters. This is one of those situations. It says in verse uh, 18, so David fled and escaped and went to Samuel, Samuel was the prophet, at Ramah and told him all that Saul had done to him. And he and Samuel went and stayed at that place, Naioth. Now it was told Saul, saying, Take note, David is at Naioth and Ramah. Then Saul sent messengers to David, and when the... When they saw the group of prophets prophesying and Samuel standing as leader over them, the Spirit of God came upon the messengers of Saul, and they also prophesied. Now, this, is a, this is interesting. It's kind of funny, and it also reveals a great truth about God's presence. Because you see the kind of people that Saul was send, were sending after David? I mean, what, do you, what kind of people do you think those were? I mean, they're going after him to kill him. They're not exactly the choir. You know what I'm saying? He didn't exactly send his, his uh, what do you call him, his ambassadors, his delegation to go, you know, negotiate with David. And uh, No, these were, the, these were very likely soldiers, you know, tough, rough uh, kind of people. They're going out there to do business. You know, they didn't carry guns. You know, in those days it was... You know, it was gladiator stuff. <laughs> you know, it was, uh, they're carrying swords and knives, and, and they're going in there to take care of him, all right? Again, what happens? They walk in there, and there's prophets in there, and they're prophesying. They're, what are they doing? They're yielding to the anointing of God, and as soon as they get in there, <laughs> they drop their swords, <laughs> and something happens to them that same anointing and presence, it's like what I talked about earlier, they came into the room, the atmosphere was different. So different that it impacted them, and now all of a sudden they start prophesying. I mean, can you imagine? I imagine they, they might have had some other language that they planned on using. They might have start, thought they were going to say some other things, and out comes their mouth, something comes welling up inside of them, and Thus saith the Lord. <laughs> and they start, you know, what they didn't say what they prophesied, but probably the greatness and goodness of God. And, you know, they began to proclaim things that were inspired of the Lord. Wow, the bad guys were prophesying. And so what, what, what happened is, uh, verse 21, And when Saul was told, he sent other messengers. So he said, if those guys can't handle it, can you guys take care of this? Yeah, we can take care of it. We'll do the job. He sent other messengers, and they prophesied likewise. They walked into the room, and wham! All of a sudden, they're prophesying. Then Saul sent messengers again the third time, and they prophesied also. So everyone he could muster up, everyone he could gather together, they got in, and they were so influenced by the anointing that was manifest in that place 
that they began to operate in gifts that they didn't even have. They began to be used of God in ways they'd never even even thought of. They're going in there to do the king's bidding, and now they're prophesying. Then he also went to Ramah, that's King Saul, and came to the great well that is at that place, Seku, Sechu. Uh, so he asked and said, where are Samuel and David? And someone said, indeed, they are at Naioth and Ramah. So he went there to Naioth and Ramah. Then the Spirit of God was upon him also, and he went on and prophesied until he came to Naioth in Ramah. So Saul himself went in there, and he's the one wanting David dead, and all of a sudden he's prophesying too. What I want us to see and recognize here is how the anointing of God's Spirit will influence a person to act in a way they never acted before. And when we avail ourselves and get into a, a place, whether it's a physical, sometimes it's a physical locality because of the place that God's moving, uh, things are going to start changing and being altered in our lives. I remember one uh, young lady came to me uh, years ago and we, uh, there was a service. We were having a service, and the word of knowledge was flowing uh, just powerfully uh, concerning sickness and disease that different, uh, different people in the service had, and they were being healed. And she came up to me after, and she said, every word of knowledge that was, that was given, she said, I had the same thing. And she was, she was kind of blown away by it. She was just sitting in the congregation. And yet, right at the same time, when a word was called out, you know, someone's elbow's got a problem. Someone's got a right ear problem. She, she was getting the word of knowledge at the same time as, as uh, the other person. So, well, what's going on there? I don't know, but it's, it's, it's something to learn from. Because listen, if... If a person who's not even, like in their case, even gifted, those guys weren't called to be prophets, but yet they got into that anointing, and all of a sudden they could do what they couldn't do by themselves. God's anointing is, is designed to take us beyond the physical limitations that we have. And availing ourselves to God's presence and letting Him move through us, it, it'll, it'll, it'll make relationships take a supernatural element to them businesses and business dealings and people start to have a supernatural element to their lives. Why? Because they're spending time in the presence of the one who can do and and the one who does know all things. That just makes a whole lot of sense to hang around smart people. And I'm talking about the Lord primarily. Taking time to just say, Lord, I just glorify you. I come before you and I worship you. I glorify you. I just honor you. And just even to take some time, that's one of the smartest things a person can do. I'm telling you, that's one of the smartest business decisions you'll ever make. <laughs> it's probably, I'm telling you, that's one of the greatest marriage seminars you can ever go to. It's time every day saying, Lord, I glorify you. Not, would you just straighten out that jerk I am married to? No. <laughs> Forget that. that. You've tried that. That didn't work, right? <laughs> it is, Lord, I glorify you. Understand that in His presence, things take place. In His presence, body parts get fixed and rearranged and, and healings take place. It's easy there. You get in the zone. And all of a sudden, oh yeah, I'll take one of these and I'll take one of these. and Just focus on glorifying Him. You know, I believe we find a lot of times we'll get to that minute nine in my illustration and it's like, what was that I was going to be praying about? <laughs> yeah, things are already done because we glorified him. Uh, he's just, he can't help himself. <laughs> he, just gets, he, just enjoy, he just enjoys it so much. He just wants to bless, increase, heal, speak, clear up, fix, rearrange, reorganize. Yeah. Give you stuff you never asked for. <laughs> Give you stuff that, just because He loves you. Amen. Amen. You took time out of your day just to say, Lord, I glorify you. I just worship you. I praise you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. God's so good. Now, how did I get off on that? <laughs> 
Anyway, uh, again, but just, just, just thinking about these things in, in, in the presence of God, I, I don't know if you've ever experienced something like that. Uh, I just know the potential is there for really anything. Typically, people are going to be moved and their gifts, the things that they have are, are enhanced when they become saturated in the manifest presence of God. Uh, but sometimes people will find themselves for a period of time doing things that they won't, they don't normally do. And uh, I can remember at times being in some real strong services with Brother Hagen since being in ministry. And then I'd come, when he was still here on the earth, and uh, when I'd come out of that, I'd come out of the meeting, I'd find for a week or two, I operated at a higher level. I thought, well, what's going on? I'm literally, I mean, almost catch me off guard because the rest of my life seemed the same. You know, eating and sleeping and family and everything else seemed normal. And then I'd get up to do what I do because I speak. And I'm like, wow, what's happening here? <laughs> and it just rushes out of me and I see things with greater clarity like what's happening here I'm like this is nice well it's because I came out of a strong it wasn't every time I've been in a service with him times when when there was a special move of the spirit of God is the times when I could recognize it that later it's what why what happened in there got on me being in a place literally things get on you Literally, when we come into situations like this, there's something getting on you. And it's like one of those things when it happens real slow, like, you know, killing a frog by boiling the water. You know, what? this is not death, though. Don't, don't, don't worry. This is life. When something happens real slow, sometimes you're not so aware of it. It's like... Really, there's something happening to me. I kind of don't feel that much different than when I came. I'm telling you. Things are increasing. The heat is being turned up real slow. Real slow. And because of that, things are hap- spiritual things are, are transpiring. That's why some get healed and they don't realize it until the end. And it's like at the end they get up. Oh, well, that's gone. Well, how'd that happen? Real slow. <laughs> I mean, you were literally not even thinking about it, focused on something else. Something happened. But we go out of here carrying something. Sometimes it's recognizable. Sometimes it's noticeable. You get out. I've had times in some of these services where, you know, I went home and got a snack and turned on Jay Leno and, and said, I can't even listen to this. I thought, you know, he's just not funny right now. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? It's just like, I mean, or any news story or whatever, you know. Uh, you know, I just thought, no, I just want to thank you, Lord. Glory to God. You're so good. This is literally the presence lingered. His anointing stayed with me. And, uh, and that's a good thing. God intends for us to, for us to receive impartation by association it's not all in the words you know the, the old st- saying some things are better felt than tell <laughs> some things God wants to work in us it's by a direct word you know it's a teaching it's an exhortation it's a preaching it's stirred up this sometimes it's it's, a, it's, a, it's presence it's anointing and that anointing uh, gets in us and begins to change us in ways that can't be described. It's supernatural. I can't tell you how how laying hands on a sick person makes them healed. But I've seen it so many times I'm convinced. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Logically, why if I put my hand on someone, is there going to be, when I take it off, their muscle, their bone, their it's healed now. How does that happen? I can't explain it, but I believe it because God said it, and I've seen it happen so many times. So I, and so even what we're talking about, it's, it's not fully and easily explained. How being in a service and just 
glorifying God for a half hour or, or two hours or whatever. What does that do? It does something. I'm telling you, it makes a difference. And this is one of the elements that I don't think we should ever let escape our Christian life. Not just the praise and worship. Say, I already got that. I'm talking about uh, valuing God's manifest presence. Giving attention. Saying, Lord, I'm just here to be with you. Things will be done. I think it was Pastor Allen the other day talking about our prayer meeting. And he said he finds that whenever he hears from God, it's always when he's praying. <laughs> You're like, kind of like, duh. <laughs> but, but seriously, I mean, honestly, I've had God talk to me when I wasn't praying. But, uh, uh, but the majority of the time, that's the case. It's when I'm giving attention to Him, when I'm looking to Him, Amen. I hear from Him. When I'm looking, it's like, God, you could have talked to me all through the afternoon. We had prayer meeting the other night. I was walking along the side wall over here just praying. And I got direction on two things. And I thought, my first thought was, well, that's interesting. He could have talked to me in my car on the way over. <laughs> you know, I mean, he could have. He, he, I thought, why didn't he? Or he could have showed me this a month ago. One of them would have been helpful. <laughs> uh, and I thought, well, why do I get that now? I don't know. I'm just, I put myself in position. And not that I haven't prayed for the last month. Don't get me wrong. It, I mean, maybe it was just God's time to talk to me too. But it's when I looked to Him. It's when I closed my eyes, prayed in, prayed in other tongues, all of a sudden I saw something. All of a sudden it became clear. It wasn't a teaching. Because we think of church, well, that's teaching. You know, you get and you come to hear a word from, yeah, but that's not what I was doing. I was praying and I got it. It's that association. I put myself in a position to receive something from the Lord, and there it is. Amen. Let me let me just uh, uh, thank you, Lord. God's so good. <laughs> thank you, Lord. I, I just, I just want to slow down again, just make sure. Amen. These are the kind of meetings where I don't have to have everything planned out, right? Usually don't have anything planned out. Uh, I just want to make sure I'm not supposed to do anything for some. Uh, minister to somebody else cause I, and maybe I will before the night's over and uh, if, the, if the Lord gives me something for you I'm going to do it Amen Thank you Lord just like to give place give place to it I don't know if you've ever I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you know you take time to ask the Lord for something for the bank teller or the person who cuts your hair I'm saying when you look to Him, you'll find frequently He'll have something to say to you. Ask Him. You know, you work with someone regularly. Have you ever asked the Lord to give you something for them? To show you something about their life that you could, that you could do that would help them. I've found, because I've, you know, for many years I never would ever even think about that. I just think, well, the Lord gives me something. He'll give me something. And then I've, one day I had the idea, why don't I ask? <laughs> You know, I mean, we ask the Lord for things for ourselves all the time. I do. I ask Him for direction. i got a pastor of this church, and I mean, get to. It's a, it's a joy. And so I'm always seeking Him for direction. What do you want us to do about this? What should we do here? What about this? So I'm always talking to Him. I said, why don't I, you know, why not ask Him for someone else? You know, and you're in the store. Lord, I see that salesman's coming over here about to try to sell me something. Anything I can help him with? Anything about his life you'd like to show me? Say, so what if I don't get anything? Then you're good. <laughs> don't worry about it. But how many times we never even ask? We never even seek the Lord for another person. And here we are, here we are, spirit filled. Believe in the gifts. <laughs> word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, discerning the spirits, and all these things. We're not asking him to show us something. And I found in some of those situations, all this, just like that, as soon as I ask, I not wait. There it is. He showed me something. <laughs> Gave me a word for him. Not in church either. It's amazing God can speak outside of church. Oh, thank you, Lord. And so pay attention to that and seek for it because it's when you put yourself in position to actually look to him that you'll find he gives you stuff. 
Amen. How many parents struggle with their kids? What am I going to do? And they don't ask him. Say, Lord, what should I do? Lord, you know everything. I need direction for little Jimmy because, <laughs> you know, I don't know what to do with him. This is not working out right. He knows how to fix little Jimmy. He knows what little Jimmy will respond to. Amen. But again, association. Associating with, the, with God's presence and His anointing, giving place to it, opens up the door for everything. Let me just tell, let me just tell you this in closing. So I told this a few years ago. A uh, story about, my, about myself. I was probably, I'm trying to guess my age, I was probably 18 years old, first time it happened. I met this minister who was uh, from Australia, and he did a special meeting at this church. And I went to this service, and someone introduced me to him, and uh, he looked at me. We shook hands. He introduced himself, or they introduced me to him. He looked at me, and it was one of those, you know, this man was mightily used of God. He looked at me, and it was one of those looks like, whoa, because <laughs> he seemed to look through me. That was my perception, and I didn't know near of what I know today, even though I was a spirit-filled Christian. But he looked through me, and he said, he said, God has great things for you, with an Australian accent, you know. <laughs> he said, he said, God has great things for you. I thought, wow, that was encouraging. That was, uh, I didn't know what that was. Uh, I said, praise God, you know. And I always remembered it. Because then, you know, come, come to think of it, that wasn't the first time. The first time was October of 1985. And a different person, a different man of God, came to me in a church service and said, God has great things for you. I kind of messed up the story by telling it backwards. And that was the only thing he said. You know, he prayed for me. God has great things for you. I always remembered that. And then later I met the Australian. And he said the same thing. And it stuck with me. God has great things for you. And then over the years, since that, uh, you know, the next few years, it was like every now and then, every couple of years, someone would come up to me and use the exact same words. God has great things for you. And one time I was in a church service. And this was late later. I was in ministry. I was in a church service, and I was sitting on the front row, and a, a person ministering started getting up to speak, and they came over, to, and they stopped, and they came over to me and said, God has great things for you. And I thought, well, I know that now. <laughs> I thought, I've heard that before. And they said, you know, you know that in your head. You just don't know it down in here. <laughs> and I thought, oh, you're probably right. <laughs> well, in fact, if it, yeah, that's God. That is right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and it happened later again, you know, uh, you know, probably as late as 10 years ago. And uh, where someone came up and said, don't forget. God has great things for you. Literally, it's like, okay, yay, okay. Do I get this yet? I'm not sure if I do. Don't you go be prophesying to me now <laughs> after the service. <laughs> Someone from the outside that don't, doesn't know me, they say it, then I'm going to know it's God. If it's you, it's not. <laughs> but I, I say this, one, the Lord is gracious and trying to help me to embrace and to conceive, I guess, of the great things He wants to do in and through my life. Uh, but the other part is this. I know that God loves me as an individual, as His child, but God did not call me because I'm saved. It's because He loves somebody else. Same th he called, He's given you gifts and abilities because somebody else is to be touched by you in your life. Amen. Amen. He loves me all by myself, but He's gifted me. Now listen, He's called me to great things so that great things would happen 
in many people's lives. It's the nature of what He's called me to, and that is literally those I would minister to, come in contact with, and have spiritual influence in their life, that great things would happen in their life. It's the association, similar, I guess, to what happened to Saul and his men. They got in the presence of the prophets, and all of a sudden they could prophesy. And now, likewise, wise associations do us well. And one thing that God wants to do in this house is great things. He wants, so what do we mean in this house? Literally, that means in the lives of people who are in it, those who are connected. And I hope you can understand this in the way, manner and the spirit of which I'm saying it. But I'm, I'm really convinced that being connected here, and this can sound wrong, it's almost hard for me to say it, because, but I know it's not, it's not just of me, it's through me and through others as well. But uh, when a person is connected here, they're connected to a great future for their life and for the ministry. Well, see, why do you say that? Well, because I've been told again and again and again and again and again. And I know it's not just God wants to do great things for me so everyone can go, wow. Look at him. That's really not what the kingdom of God is about. Pointing to an individual and going, oh, he's great. She's great. No, it's about Jesus being glorified. But God will work through a person. He'll work through individuals to do great things in other, in other people's lives. Amen. So what does that have to do with me? Listen, I'd encourage you to adapt it and, and take ownership of it and say, yeah, I'm a part of that. God's doing great things in me. It doesn't negate anything that God, any call of your own. It doesn't negate anything that God did in you before you connected here. But there is something great. And a church does not have a great ministry without God doing great things in the individual's lives inside of it. All right? A, a ministry is not prosperous without people being prosperous. A ministry is not healthy without healthy people. A ministry does not accomplish great things in our world without great things happening in families, in kids in singles, you know, in, 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 in businesses, in the lives of people who are connected to it. This is a great privilege and a great honor. And I want you just to draw everything to a close here, um, even though it wasn't planned this way, but there's, there's a connection in everything that's been said, okay? The presence of God affects us, influences us, deposits into us. His anointing enables us to, to do beyond what we're able to do, to go where we couldn't go by ourselves. And that association with the people of God, with His manifest presence, will do something in us that just a, uh, just a good teaching, you know, pop in a CD, listen to a teaching, that won't do by itself. And so we value the presence of God. We respect we, we treat Him as holy as we come near to Him. We glorify Him. Amen. And we let that anointing flow through us. Praise God. Goodness. Glory to God. We just bless you. We just thank you for your goodness. Thank you for leading us in the way we should go. Lord, leading us in those areas where we can get those things that are missing from our minds, from our thoughts, from our, our daily lives. Get them in place by your Spirit. By your Spirit. By your Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Some of, some of, you, some of you, God will give you, uh, He'll give you direction through a song. You, you'll get a song. And you'll start singing and listen to the words. You may not ever record it. <laughs> may not be a top 40 but it'll be God speaking to you through that song. Amen. Just as you're worshiping, you start singing. And you'll say, what's that? 
And you'll start singing about God's presence. And, you, and as you sing, His presence begins to manifest more and more. And you start singing about breakthrough. And you start singing about things being turned around. And I can't, I can't fill in the rest of the song for you, but the, <laughs> the Spirit of God will, will sing through you. And pay attention. You'll find, you'll find words coming out of you, and it's God talking to you. God talking to you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Father, we just love you tonight. Oh, thank you, Lord. Lord, praise God. I see gifts coming to the forefront. Gifts that were hidden. Gifts, gifts that have been lying dormant coming to the forefront in the middle of this. Amen. People beginning to step out and do things that they weren't doing before. And you, th you think, wow, this was nice. The Lord did gave this to me. Well, it was always there. <laughs> it was always there. Just got stirred up. Amen. You go digging around in your yard, you might find some things. <laughs> well, where's this been? <laughs> been under there the whole time. Start stirring things up. You'll find, find out there's more to you than we know. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Gifts, teaching abilities.